As a child, we all played hide and seek. But could you do it as an adult going off grid in the quest for £100,000? Could you do it with a team of expert hunters watching your every move, knowing they're combing through every aspect of your life, ready to pounce just around the corner? Hello, Chief. How are you doing? All right, thank you. More importantly, how are you doing? Uh, we're all right. We like a challenge. Stand by, stand by, stand by. Out, out, out. Up to seven persons. Seven persons, one eight. Short of jumping into the canal, their options are reasonably limited. And we also think they may have had a bit too much to drink last night. It's a BMW, Ben. We have got live telematics on the vehicle. You fucking beauty. Curtains drawn. Why are they drawn at this time? There's movement, yeah, concern movement. There is, there is movement in the property. Hunter team, open the door, please. surrounded. My name's Craig. And I'm Nat. A few weeks ago, we discovered Hunted and are now obsessed. But like with every obsessive TV show we watch, we're left with unanswered questions. Like, where on earth were Elizabeth and Sandra going when they got caught in Mansfield? Seriously, it's my hometown and they were heading absolutely nowhere. How many millions of people broke down sobbing when Bob saw Alex at the extraction point? And rather than go straight for a hug, he told Alex to run. Cute. Also... Just how many people with boats does Toff know? And did Peter Blexley actually leave Hunted to do a job on CBB's Bedtime Stories? Welcome to the Hunted Podcast. So I know what you might be thinking, why on earth are these two people doing a podcast about the TV show Hunted? Well, for me, it's the fact that there wasn't a podcast about Hunted. I was actually quite surprised by that because it's on Channel 4 and they do tend to make podcasts about everything, right? I mean... Look at what they've done with Taskmaster. Every TV show possible they make a podcast about. Here we are. We thought we'd make a podcast mainly before Ed Gamble gets in and makes a podcast about Hunted when he does the celebrity version next year. Because he does all all the podcasts. And to be fair, that's probably a good place to start, isn't it? Because that's the real reason why we perhaps stumbled across Hunted. Well, one of them. That and that, like every other TV show... They watched it on Gogglebox repeatedly. (laughs) Yeah, we do tend to sort of find our TV shows from Gogglebox, don't we? And then binge watch them. Yeah, and then we've got one or two ways of going. We either, you know, watch the first 15 minutes and end up sitting on our phones talking and just generally ignoring what's on TV, or... We sit quietly and watch episode after episode after episode until we run out. Yeah, so that's pretty much what we've done with Hunted. And to be fair, then we watch it again. And then again, until the new ones come out. Yeah, and then when the new ones are due to come out, a bit like Brassic in a few weeks, we're going to watch the whole series again, right? In like three days. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we've done with Hunted. And uh, rather than just sort of talk to each other about it, we were sort of left, as we said in the intro, with so many unanswered questions that we sort of wanted to find them out a little bit more and we could go down the sort of social media route and just 
start tagging people in or we could go one further and have a conversation but share it with other people because there are so many people that watch Hunted. Like, when we first started it, we were sort of talking to a few of our friends on social Mm -hmm. media and they said, oh my God, how have you never watched it? And I know you in the office where you work have mentioned it a few times as well. We have, yeah. We've discussed it at lunchtime and people were amazed that I'd never watched it with being a fan of serial killers and things like that. They were very surprised that it was something that I'd never watched before. Yeah, so we thought we'd sort of put it out in the wider medium and sort of go from there, really, and, and see what happens. And, you know, we know it would be a slow burner, but exactly like when you're a fugitive or when you're a hunter, we need the help of the public. We do. We need to know their questions. Exactly. We need to know what like us what unanswered questions they've got what do they think of the series what what are their favorite parts what are their least favorite parts which hunter is your favorite yeah exactly and if they were a fugitive or a hunter well if they were a fugitive what would be most likely to get them caught and how long they would last who they would do it with exactly i mean i don't know thinking about it whether i would actually do it with you to be honest (laughs) I think we would get each other caught. I know what would get you caught. Go on. You'd go to a football game. Because you wouldn't be able to go 25 days and miss any games that are in that period. No, I would have to do Hunted. I'd have to hope that the filming of Hunted was during the close season, which, obviously, judging from the clip we saw from Series 6, which brings it back nicely to how we started watching it, we know it's not. So... Obviously, Nat mentioned there that I'm a football fan. I go up and down the country every single week watching Mansfield Town in League Two play. I know. I know what you're thinking. Why? (laughs) I can't answer that question. Can't answer that question. We were watching a Gogglebox episode. Like we said, this is when we've never watched the show before. We have no idea what it really is. We do a little bit. We we perhaps thought that it wasn't. Yeah, but we perhaps thought it wasn't for us. Yeah, it was an unusual thing. We don't normally watch that many things that have the general public taking part in things yeah we're not really game showy type people because that's, that's i guess essentially what it is it is a game it is a show so it is a game show a little bit yeah we tend to watch scripted dramas and it's also a bit reality yeah which scripted dramas mainly around serial killers yeah so you know it wasn't our thing but anyway so we were watching Gogglebox, weren't we yep oh. as we do a lot and what happened they were watching hunted and two people from the series that we have not watched yet. Yeah, worth pointing that out, by the way, that we've, we've ju- literally just finished series five. We've got a celebrity and a civilian left to watch. Yeah. So the civilian that we have left to watch, two of the contestants, fugitives? Fugitives, Fugitives, yeah. not contestants. Um, two of the fugitives went to a football game in Carlisle. Why? And were... I believe one may have been caught at the game in Carlisle. We're not sure because we've not watched it yet. But we wanted to know, why would you go to a football game whilst you're taking part in something that you have to stay hidden? Exactly. I mean, even in League Two, you know, Carlisle got average attendances <laughs> of, what, three, 4,000. So, you know, but that's still a lot of people that are going to potentially see you, take yeah. photos and say they were here, etc. And, of course, there are a load of security cameras yeah. Around the ground. So why, I, I don't get, we didn't quite understand, did we, why they go out in the public domain? And no. again, this is before we, you know, understood the bits and bobs surrounding the show. We had no idea how far into it they were. We literally just got 
we, we, we didn't yeah. really understand what what it was and what they had to do. Yeah. So that was one of our unanswered questions was, you know, why did they go to this game? Who were they for a start? Yeah. We had no idea who they were and who were the people that were chasing them, why they were chasing them, etc., etc., etc. But rather than just watch that episode, we had to sort of go from the start to basically understand yes. it. Although having watched it now, I think you can literally drop in at any series and understand it. I think it. you can also drop in at any point during any series. Now, I think you've got to watch it from the start because otherwise you're not, you're not going to know who, peop- who people are on the point is because the first episode sets a lot out. I guess so, but some people you don't necessarily fully meet until you're sort of two or three in. You don't get to find out more yeah, about them yeah, until you're always further an idiot. in. There's always an yes. idiot that gets caught by getting on a bus, putting a wig on, <laughs> asking the conductor to to skip a stop, getting off the bus and getting caught by Dave and Julie. Like eight hours later. Yeah, pointless. Or getting off a bus in Mansfield and heading completely away from any form of civilization. Yep. And uh, getting caught. And then... Not being very happy about being caught. So yeah, I guess you got a, I guess you got a point about yeah that pe- people can watch it probably a couple of episodes in. But anyway, we sort of like everything else that we do. If we see something, we go to the start and watch it yes. in case we miss anything. Like I did with Line of Duty years and years and years ago, I actually started watching that show from series two. Thought this is awesome. Why have I missed this? Went back and back and watched series one within two days and then when we got together i introduced you to it because that was before we got together yes it was so we've been together what five years in december yes got that right well done points for me high five me don't boom um yeah so that was that was on before that so i introduced you to it and you did exactly the same thing and you said you know it was worth watching it from the very very start we binged it yeah like always yeah so it was always it was always good fun seen that episode of Gogglebox where they were in Carlisle and then what we sometimes do at night is we whack Netflix on and just have something on in the background and yep. we just happened to be watching another episode of Gogglebox where again they were watching Hunted. We do watch things other than Gogglebox. And Line of Duty. And Hunted. Sometimes. <laughs> and anyway, the, um, the particular episode this time was... Uh, the Celebrity Hunted, the first series, with Jamie Lang and Spencer Matthews, where they're on the boat in the middle of the sea somewhere and the helicopter is above them and Spencer pulls down his shorts and shows his bottom to the helicopter and the hunters. So he literally pulled a Mooney and we thought that was quite funny. So we thought, right, there's a celeb version as well as a civilian version. We've got to watch this. There was nothing on and we just took the plunge and, and watched it. And Started with the celebrity. Yeah, started with the celebrity. And then that confused us because Blexley was the chief in the celebrity. And we went back, back and, yeah, and we he saw, wasn't. Because I think we actually watched two celeb series before we actually watched any civilian series. I think we might have done, yeah. Because we just thought that they wouldn't follow each other and it wouldn't matter which way round we watched them. Yeah, it sort of did because then we were looking at the hunters going, who on earth are you? Yeah, and um, why is Blexley not In chief? charge, yeah. We have definitely gone the arse way round of watching it, but the the point is we have caught up-ish. Almost. We've got one more celeb one to watch and we've one more fugitive one to, to watch. Yeah. Fugitive one? Civilian. Civilian. Come on, Craig. Civilian <laughs> one to watch. Um, and then we will be fully caught up. But the whole idea of this podcast really was to, 
I don't know, to engage a few of you guys to find those unanswered questions and to delve in. And we have been doing some digging, almost like channeling our inner um, hunter. We have, yeah. We've got lists and a notebook and highlighters. Yeah, you were very excited by that. I'm always excited by stationery. <laughs> we have actually come up with a few people that we are going to be interviewing on the uh, on the podcast um, and that we are going to be sort of talking to and finding out their stories, their opinions and a questions. few of the questions and, the, and the, the backstage thing. We're not going to reveal who they are just yet, but we can tell you that we have got a good mix because we've narrowed it down into, what, three categories? Three we or have. Four? We've got three t- categories. We have hunters, which includes office and ground hunters. They're in one. Celebrity fugitives and civilian fugitives, second category. And third is production. Yeah, so the whole thing about production was, if you've not already guessed by now, I am a broadcast journalist, or was. Uh, I work in creative and digital media. I do a Mansfield Town-based podcast um, as well. I've worked in commercial radio for a bit, so I quite, I'm quite into the production side of things. And one of the first things... I said to you, wasn't it, was about the cameras and yes. them following around. Like, they must need to change that battery <laughs> on that camera you at say some it point. So many times and download the footage. And download the footage. You know, SD cards can only hold so <laughs> much footage. So, you know, I was interested about that. Like, do the same camera people follow them around all the time? Yeah. How many camera people? Do the camera people get in the way? Because if you think about it, you know. Yeah. Um, you're running across a field. Yeah, and they've got these heavy cameras. I mean, we've got one behind us here, which is pretty much one of the similar ones they use on the show. I wouldn't want to be running with that. No, and they're using they're holding like using like gimbals and stuff to which are which are basically like steady cam stuff to try and stop the motion blur. Thanks for explaining. It's all right. Thank you. Um, so that's quite a heavy bit of kit as well, mm-hmm. and they're trying to record the sound, so they'll have headphones on sometimes, and they're not looking where they're going, so they're looking at the screen to, on the camera to make sure that everything's in shot and in focus. So, you know, if if they're running with you and you you need them to keep up, you know, they're surely going to get you caught. So do they just sort of go off you go? And you've got to make sure that when you're hiding, that they hide with you. You don't want them to just be stood there pointing the camera at you whilst you're... Is he here? He's in this bush here! (laughs) Behind that tree! You need them to be able to hide at the same time as you... So they've got to be pretty damn skilled as well. And what happens if you don't get on with them? Like, prime example today, you, we, we shared it on our, twit, on our Twitter and Instagram this morning, at Hunted Pod, by the way, go and give it a follow. Um, one of our favourite moments of the show, <laughs> uh, Brothers of Swing, who won Series 3? Yeah, yes. Series 3. Yeah, Series 3. And they went to a pub and did like a little micro gig where they basically sang two songs live streamed it on the internet to get the hunter's attention so they could do a diversion and, and basically leg it Disappear. To, to the to the end. Mm-hmm. They did a brilliant song about Peter Blexley, our favourite man. They serenaded him. They did serenade him. It was a great word, serenade. Thank you. Um, and you could see on the video footage, because obviously it's shot by some like one of their friends or whatever, so they can post it on their socials. Mm-hmm. Um, you, can, you can see the two camera people that are with them. One of them, by the way, is absolutely creasing himself laughing. He's loving life. I want to find him and I want to ask him, like, I just want to ask him so many <laughs> questions about that. 
is he is he laughing because it's at Blexley? Is he laughing because he, uh, of what they're doing, the audacity of it, or is he laughing because he's thinking, Jesus, this is going to be good content? Yeah. And then you've also got a very serious camera pe- camera lady with them. She, I hope she got a spoiler of the hundred of the what did they get fifty grand between them? Yeah. Hope they got a she got a share of that because you see on the footage she turns round and clocks. Obviously, the hunter's coming in in yeah, the car park. And, and points to the door. And they then leg it. Yeah. It's like a, a secret signal of, they're here, you've got to run. Yeah. And they sort of do a fake out of the door and then run a completely different way. Yeah. So they obviously had it or pre-planned to give a signal. Yeah. But... How many other times has the camera person got involved? Because they're there, you know, we're presuming, of course, that the same camera people follow them around. Yeah, and that you get close to Therefore, them. Therefore, on that, yeah, on that basis, you do get close to them over 25, 28 days or whatever mm-hmm. it is, depending on the series. So you're bound to sort of form them bonds and you're bound to sort of turn to them to help. Maybe when you're struggling, you might suggest, they might suggest an idea yeah. to you. They uh, might lift your spirit. Exactly. So you've got to bear that in mind as well. So that's sort of one of the things we wanted to find out about. And then, of course, there's the flip side of it, where it's maybe a little bit sad and heartfully. Because in every series, what I love about the civilian series is the fact that it's not just, right, here's five pairs that are on the run. You usually have four pairs and two individuals. Yeah. And everyone has a story. Everyone has a story. Sometimes it's annoying and we're definitely on the side of the hunters. Yes. Or in the case of Alex and Bob, we were so... I don't think I've cried that much at a TV show for quite a while. I've not cried that much at a TV show since Tom Clarkson died in Waterloo Road. Oh, no. No, no, no. Since she died in Unforgotten. Yes, that was quite sad, but we were in a pandemic as well when that was on. That's very true, yeah. Yeah, so we just cried. We'd have cried at, like, Postman Pat in that. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Um, So, we, you know, people like... um, In series one, there was the... uh, what was his name? It's gone completely out of my head. He did like the real thirty-nine steps and the he, doctor. Yes, he. Um, just checking her notes. He, just checking my notes. This is how unprofessional she is because she'll be rustling paper. Uh, and Ricky Allen. Ricky, Doctor Allen. Doctor Allen. Yeah, he. Sorry know, for he, the paper. He got the burner car, didn't he? What I like to call the burner car, and sort of travelled around and completely went off grid. But he must have got to chat to that camera person because it's yeah. very lonely on your own. It's all right if you're in a pair. Because most pairs know each other, the mates or the couples. But when you're on your own, you're cut off from your family. It must be difficult. It must be. You need to make friends with your camera person then. And then, of course, you've got the other end of the spectrum because he, Dr. Allen, was quite a, an outgoing person, an extrovert. Yes. It was a challenge for him in a men, in, in a physical and mental way, like a almost like a chess game trying to outwit his opponent. Yes. But, of course, then we had the following series. I think he was series two. Nick. Nick the stay-at-home dad who was very dependent on his wife yes. and his network and didn't tend to have many friends outside of no, it no and he wanted to prove that he could do something yeah and contribute towards his family i think he said yeah which of course he did he in did the end. spoiler alert he did and he was very deserving of that yeah and I just want to know about, like, how did he find being with someone for that amount of time, what the camera people's reception were to him. But also, you know, that's the other reason why we put the production category in there. We want to know how it's produced, because I'm sure I read something online about nighttime movement, because the thing which struck me was, you know, if you're a real fugitive, 
if you are on the run for real, you police don't, police don't just go. Dave, Julie, five o'clock. <laughs> Get your clothes. It's home time. They don't stop at five o'clock. It's no, not a nine to five. Not a nine to five. So they've got to keep running. So how do you get sleep? But obviously, in in this version of Hunt, there are there will be certain limits and parameters which we as the public and the viewers don't know. Don't yeah. We we don't know what happens at night. So I want to find that out. Yeah, we don't know. When they can move, when they can't move. Where do the hunters go at night? And people who are on medication. What happens with their medication? You know, and and all of that sort of... What happens if they injure themselves whilst they're doing the show? Yeah. Because surely at some point someone's twisted their ankle or cut their leg or been stung by... Everyone's been stung by nettles. Or bitten by a crocodile if you're in Australia. Or bitten by a crocodile if you're in Australia, but we don't need to worry about that here. No, but we will find out about the Australian version. We will, yes. And the American version. Yeah. Hunted around the world. Oh. We we wanted to sort of find that out as well, don't we, about, you know, people's perceptions of it around the world, why it has taken off and there's a lot out there to to delve into, I think. There's a lot to Ask. Ask, to think about, to figure out and to to un uncover because there is an element of the show which which makes it quite addictive because we've binge watched it in three weeks. Must be three weeks. Yeah. And we do some nights we do like three a yeah. night. Yeah. And once we finish this, we're probably going to go and watch the f- next celebrity one. Possibly, yeah. So you know, because we can't help ourselves. Yeah. So so there's your three categories. We've got fugitives, hunters, production, but we're going to widen it out. To, other ones as well maybe in the future we might do fans as well but that's yep. exactly why we've set up the social media we've had some good interaction on there as well so far um you know people get sharing their thoughts on the favorite hunters the favorite fugitives and things like that favorite captures favorite captures as well so yeah i guess before we sort of wrap things up we only wanted this to be sort of like a little mini episode to start before we delve into the, the proper one we should probably share our thoughts on what we've seen so far okay so quick fire questions i want you to Ooh. fire some quick fire oh, okay. at me and i'll fire some quick fire right, at okay. you and we'll sort of see where we where we get for it and then what will probably happen is they won't be quick fire at all we'll end up talking about each individual answer but yeah yeah, yeah. okay first question favorite hunter oh, tough one for me favorite hunter now i quite like I, I, I'm gonna have to split this up into two categories. Okay. I'm gonna have to go office hunter, and I'm gonna have to go ground hunter. Okay. Favorite office. Office hunter will either be Ben, or what we know as Smiley Steve. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. So tell everyone why we call him. Who, who I mean by Smiley Steve, and why we call him <laughs> Smiley Steve. So Smiley Steve is office hunter Steve. Steve Hersey. Steve Hersey. And we call him Smiley Steve because whenever you see him on camera, that guy's smiling. He's happy to just be there and be helping. Yeah, and literally, I think probably four fugitives could get away and he would still be there (laughs) smiling. And also, we started playing a game at the very start of uh, Hunted about if Hunted was a film, who would play each individual hunter? We did. Mischief comedy. Dave. Dave Hearn would be... Smiley Steve. Smiley Steve. 
Google it if you don't know what we're talking about. Right, sorry. So that's um, what was that? So that was Office that was Hunter. Hunter. Ground Hunter. It's got to be. Please get the name right. <laughs> I'm gonna say other Steve. <laughs> Just got to think about Steve. <laughs> other Steve. Yeah. Steve Cotton. Cotton. Um, who basically is always the one when he's in the team of people that ends up hiding in a bush yep. with binoculars. Yeah. Like, imagine you were him and, like, that's your fourth one of the week. Is, like, can we swap? Can I not just, like, do the, dri- the driving <laughs> no. and, and watch it? No, I've got, no. To, I've got to, like, deck myself out in all these camouflage Steve's got, Steve's got to hide with his running shoes on. Oh, yeah, Ben always asks him if he's got his running yeah, shoes. because he's going to go. So there's my, there's my favourite too. Right, go okay. on. I'm going to flip it back. Um, you, can do, you can do both. You can do Ground Hunter and Office Hunter. Okay. Office, Julie. Yes! Julie. Dave, Julie, get your coats. There we go. Julie's out there. She gets out there. She was there when uh, Dr. Allen was caught in the train station. Yes. And she was there when the lady in series, I want to say three or four, got off the bus and was caught. I think that might be four because we got a lot of quick captures in that one. Yeah, series four. When she got off the bus, having turned it, having diverted it, she basically went into some toilets, put a wig on, got on a bus, convinced the, the conductor to miss a stop, <laughs> tried to fix a daughter up, and then got off the bus and got caught. And Julie was there. And Julie was so there. So office hunter Julie, ground. I'm gonna have to go with two. No, I'm not allowing it. You went with two for office. Did I? Oh yeah, I did. All right. And I'll let so you I it. get two okay. for ground. Okay. I'm gonna go with Nikki. Because she is small, but she always gets them. And Steve, as yeah. well. I'm gonna have to go, Steve. Yeah. All right. Next. Next quick. Fo- next quick. <laughs> in, open brackets. Not that quick, actually. Close brackets. Fire question. Uh, favorite catcher. Easy. This one, and nothing will ever, ever beat this. I hope I get the series right. I'm saying series. <laughs> Three or four? <laughs> we just get those two mixed. We do. Basically because we watch them in such quick succession. I think it's I think it's series four. Anyway, you'll know which one it is. It's the ghost. Yep. So not technically a hunter, an agent which the hunters employ, who um ends up picking the, the these two girls up, younger youngish girls I think, I wanna yeah, say. I think so. Um from the side of a road and drives them to a motorway service station where they then get caught by the by the hunters. It's just really good because it completely um, encapsulates the world of being a hunter and about things falling into place yeah. at the right time, mm-hmm. but also shows, like Ben says on the video, when they have the little video call after which they always sort of do, never trust a stranger. Never get into cars with strangers. Nope. And I'll tell you what does it, and this is another reason why I want to get production on, it's the production of that. So obviously, the ghost, the whole idea of the ghost, me personally, my personal be- belief on this is that they are still active in the world of hunting. And that's why we don't see that's them. That's why we don't see their face. Yep. We only see like their eyes. They maybe even have the voices disguised. You never know their name. There's the ghost and Agent P. I think it was the ghost. I think it was the ghost. There's a shot, shot from the back seat of the car where he looks into the rear view mirror and you just sort of see his eyes and just this little thing like with his eyebrows and it's just a little look into the mirror which is caught <laughs> brilliantly on, on camera and it's just the whole setup of that how they so arrogantly think that they've got away with it yeah 
And yeah. They uh, don't know we're in this car. We've got away. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, sorry, girls, I'm going to have to stop for a bit of petrol. Oh, no, it's fine. No, no problem. And then, bang, you've been hunted down. Time on the run is over. Done. Unlucky. <laughs> um, and I think yours is the same. Yes, it is the same. But I also like when they get Toph and Stanley. Because they are so sure of themselves that they're in this little tiny village where no one knows where they are, but actually the hunters are one step behind them at every point. Yeah, and the only reason for that is because Stanley Johnson couldn't has this thing that um, this particular bank account that he used could not be traced. <laughs> it's almost like saying like you've got an account with Lloyd's, um, you've got an account with Nationwide and RBS. RBS and Nationwide can be traced, but Lloyd's, no, you're all right, nah, lads. Lloyd's no, is we safe. Don't bother. We don't bother with nah. that. It's fine. So yeah, I, I can yeah I can see why that one would uh, would be right. Favorite celebrity fugitive, favorite non-celebrity fugitive. Oh, I think favorite celebrity. I am gonna have to go for it was Johnny Mercer, um, just because he went to Parliament whilst on the run, and they only knew because they watched TV. And he just, he knew how to get away. And he let the tyres on the car down. And he let, yes, he let the tyres on the car down. Um, civilian, I'm going to have to go Alex. Yeah, Alex was It was incredible. just such a good story. And the fact that he went on his own and he stopped that car, something that he's probably never done before, never spoken to a stranger, would never do anything like that. And then the decision to split. I know. And then from his dad. And then you sort of saw, you know, the night before him asking people and being a bit weary, but then the woman took him in and he relaxed and Yeah, so good. He was so proud of himself as well. Yeah, I, I've never like I have never wanted anybody to win more than more than that. I mean that was a great series because you had the brothers of swing who, like we mentioned earlier, were just hilarious in terms yeah. of putting one up to, to, to Blexley after his Jack and Ori uh, impression <laughs> was genius. Um, and then, uh, obviously, you know, you've got the other end of it, which is really emotional, yeah. and that father-son bond and things like that. So we want to delve into that a little bit more as well, which is yes. why, we've, uh, why we've done that. So, yeah, that's... Yeah, I can't, dis- I can't yeah, disagree with, with either choice. I think I would probably go the same. I would think. you? Yeah. Okay. Johnny Mercer was great because he, I think I think just letting the the car down the the car tires down and their decision to split as well yeah saved him yeah and he he just didn't he just didn't care he knew what he wanted to do he had his head down he he got on with it as well I'll tell you who was another not favourite of mine but he's certainly up there Martin Afire I want to know what that guy ate. <laughs> When you know, you know. Let's move on from, let's move on from that. I'm sure we'll talk about that another time. Right, last, uh, last couple of quick fire ones. Go. Oh, my God. Um, I'm stuck for a question. You're stuck for a question? Stuck for a question. This is why you need to make notes. It is. I'm sorry. I'll let you off. All right, I'll go for the, I'll go for the last one. So you've had favourite capture, favourite hunter, favourite fugitives. If you could pick... A hunter yeah. to go on the run with. Yeah. Who do you think would be the most likely to help you to 
get to the finish line and, and get the hundred grand. Bearing in mind that they are you're not choosing these as a person, you are choosing these as they are a hunter, they are in the mindset of the hunter. Of the hunter. Who would you choose? Who'd be the most likely you think to get to the end? I don't want to choose Steve again because I think Steve would be helpful, but I'm going to go with Danny because I think she could do it. Uh, she's, you know, in, I can't remember what series it is, but it's the guy who potentially was going to miss the birth of his child. There's a split second when he drives past them and they notice him and they find him hidden in the undergrowth. I think she would know exactly where to hide so that you didn't get caught and what transport to use and where to go. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. Who, who are you going with? I don't know. I think, I think Blexley just would have a laugh. <laughs> Blex, Blexley so would be sending them videos. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got a lot of respect for, for Ben. I think he's did an excellent thing on the show and he's really helped to move it on. Yep. But I do think having watched series five Mm -hmm. that series five lost a bit of its appeal i don't know whether it was a production thing obviously blexi's got this thing where he's actually still hunting for real he's trying to hunt down a serial killer called uh, kevin paul he's a great podcast series that he talks in that about it so maybe he moved on to focus on that but with blexley they they just always seem to be a, a thing of respect in terms of leadership but also he he did things in a funny way. He sent like, presents. He sent presents. He did Jack and Ori stories. He basically took the absolute... He did. <laughs> but he was respected and he got a clean, a clean sweep. And that's one of the questions I want to, want to know and uh, hopefully we'll get him on the podcast. I want to ask Ben whether he feels a little bit let down by the other hunters that none of them called him chief. Or boss. Or boss. Some of them called him boss sometimes, but no. But there was a lot of just Ben. Yeah, and it, that it sort of detached a little bit. Then it, it then it did feel like watching just basically two groups have a game of hide and seek. Yeah, which we thought one series was going to end up with when they caught quite a few of them really quickly. We <laughs> yeah. thought it was just going to be a hunter's game of hide and seek. The clean sweep series. I genuinely had uh, images of, of Blexley going right, Dave, Julie, Steve. Uh, both Steves you are on <laughs> the hiders team um, Ben Danny Nikki you are on the you are on the uh, seekers team off you go you've got a and, day and you've got a day we need to fill some air time this is what's going to happen so there you go oh, but that's almost all we've got time for really so yeah that's the reason why we did the podcast what do we want to get from the podcast we just want to put our conversations out there. We, like we said before, we want to find out the answers to these questions, don't we? We do. And we want to find out the answers to your questions. And we want some stories. Yeah. Have you ever helped a fugitive? Would you help a fugitive? Yeah. I mean, I have my own things on that. We'll come, that's probably an episode in itself, it to is, be fair. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Have you ever helped one? Would you, would you help one? Do you know somebody that's been on the run? Yes. You know, are you a camera person that's worked on the show are you a member of the production team that's worked on the show have you seen the show being filmed filmed? do you know a hunter yeah are you friends with a hunter have you got experience in the hunting field and perhaps feel like you could have done something on the show or are you just like us a little bit obsessed and a fan of the show 
And can't stop talking about it. And can't stop talking about it. If any of those apply, um, do give us a follow on social media. We are at Hunted Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. We know that they're both sort of small at the moment. We are going to put a lot more work into them. Obviously, it's going to be a long time growing it. Instagram more than Twitter at the moment. We need to sort of grow, but we will do. We we get in there with the list. We're sort of going through the series and the lists are night a nighttime activity. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we are sort of getting there. But give us a follow if you're on either of those at Hunted Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. Or if you want to drop us an email, you can do that as well. It is Hunted Pod. Outlook.com. Well done. Remember what the email address is. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, drop us a, an email, drop us a tweet, drop us a message, whatever, um, and do get involved with the podcast. And don't forget, this is where we get all podcasty now. Okay. You've listened to another podcast to know what comes now. Don't forget to like, rate, rate and, and subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> That's it. Uh, we've got some great <laughs> episodes coming up for you over the coming weeks. Like we say, make sure you like, rate and subscribe. Um, make sure you're listening. Give us a share. Let all your friends know about the Hunted podcast. And we will see you again soon for an, another episode of Hunted. When will we be asking questions like... Where on earth were Elizabeth and Sandra going when they got caught in Mansfield? How many millions of people broke down sobbing when Bob saw Alex at the extraction point? And just how many people with boats does Toff know? And of course, did Peter Blexley leave Hunter to do a job on CBB's Bedtime Stories? Because if he didn't, let's be honest, the producers of that show are missing a trick. I'd watch it. I'd definitely watch it. We don't have kids. No. That's why we're doing this. Yep. (laughs) All that's left to say (laughs) is thanks very much for listening. Your time on the potty's over. You have been hunted down. (laughs) 